The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I don't. Who wrote that song? Neil Dunn. Oh. You're uh, your guy. Mm-hmm. That's UB40's uh, version of it. But wh- wine! 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 That's all we can talk about. Well, apparently uh, wine is supposed to be served chilled, isn't it? But things are heating up when it comes to wine from B.C. Premier Rachel Notley joined Ryan Jesperson this morning to talk about the ongoing battle between our province and British Columbia. The Premier had this to say when asked about B.C.'s disingenuous reaction to her choice to stop the import of B.C. wine. They know full well what it is that we are objecting to. We've said very clearly, publicly and privately, that absolutely everything that they just said, we agree with. There's nothing wrong with them consulting on best practices uh, to ensure that they do everything that they can to protect uh, environmental safety in B.C. What we do not agree with is the, the proposal that they have the authority to introduce laws to regulate what goes through pipelines. That is not a thing they can do. That is black and white. They know it. So they need to stop talking about doing it. And we've been very clear that if they eliminate that part of what they're talking about, uh, then we are fine. Uh, But by proposing that they have the right to pass laws which are illegal and unconstitutional, they do what they know full well they were intending to do. They create uncertainty around uh, the, the completion of a project that is fundamentally important to all Canadians and to the economy of this country. So why did the Notley government settle on wine? We were looking for for something that would get the point across, but at the same time do as little damage as possible to to the Alberta economy and to Alberta businesses and Alberta consumers. And so, uh, and this, of course, is also something that that the government of Alberta has the ability uh, to control uh, fairly simply. So that's why we went in this direction. Albertans don't produce wine in any significant uh, degree, and so so the sort of quid pro quo piece is a big one. Uh, we don't actually sell a great deal of beer into the BC market, quite the opposite. So, uh, you know, we, we're fairly confident uh, that, that this is a way to make the point. And as many of you have been saying as this well is, as... This is not a fight. Whoops. <laughs> she doesn't want to... She wants to keep talking. I, I double-clicked. Ah, no worries. Uh, as many of you said yesterday, as we said on this show, the Premier went on to say that it's time for the Prime Minister to stop talking and to start acting. This is not a fight between Alberta and B.C. This is a fight between Canada and B.C. And uh, the, the federal government has approved that pipeline. And to make sure that it goes ahead, to make sure that investors have the certainty they need to continue their work, the Prime Minister needs to make it very 
very clear that under no circumstances will the B.C. government be allowed to pass laws which are illegal and unconstitutional. And while he's spoken about their ongoing support for the pipeline and their belief that it will be built, he needs to be more specific about this latest tactic that's been uh, uh, pulled out uh, by the uh, B.C. government. Uh, my understanding, uh, Premier, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you had a, an albeit brief conversation with the Prime Minister on either Wednesday or Thursday of last week as he passed through town. I would imagine that this came up. Can, can you shed some insight onto what that conversation entailed? Uh, sure. So, yeah, we spoke for about half an hour um, on Thursday, just as he was uh, going to be heading out uh, to Nanaimo. And, uh, and we, you know, and, and he, of course, reaffirmed what he's been saying publicly, that he is still completely behind the pipeline uh, and that he uh, is going to do everything he can um, to get it built. Uh, however, at that point, we said, listen, the problem is, is that uh, uh, this kind of saber rattling by the B.C. government, this sort of pouting or, or sort of thumbing their noses at, at the Constitution and the law is is actually putting the project in jeopardy. So they need to step in uh, pretty strongly on it. So I think he did elevate his his, uh, his engagement on it somewhat, but it's not enough. Uh, we want him to do more. He knows that we want him to do more. Uh, that's the Premier, Premier Notley, this morning talking about this uh, dispute going on between uh, Alberta and, uh, and BC and how they've decided to stop the imports of BC wine. Now, Jay Jason Kenney was on the Ryan Jesperson show this morning. It's not very often you see the official opposition opposition supporting any move made by the provincial government, but the UCP is in this uh, in the case of Premier Notley's decision to block the imports of BC wine. Uh, Jason Kenney was on the Ryan Jesperson show this morning as well, agreeing with Notley's move, but says he'd have taken things a bit further. For months I've been calling for action like this. Uh, I've said that we had to start with diplomacy and persuasion, but if that doesn't work and the BCNDP stands in the way of uh, the legal export of our oil through an approved pipeline, then there must be consequences. I was mocked for the Premier by, by, for saying this. I said that we could start by uh, looking at particular products that they sell in Alberta, uh, perhaps uh, doing uh, very rigorous safety inspections of some of the things they truck and train through Alberta. Uh, I've said we could step it up. I mentioned the wine issue. I've talked about um, uh, our purchase of electricity. Uh, I've pointed out that that British Columbia moves huge volumes of natural gas from the northeast of B.C. through Alberta toll-free to U.S. markets. And finally, I've talked about uh, what I call the nuclear option, which would be to replicate what Peter Lougheed did in the early 1980s when he stopped permitting the shipment of oil to central Canada to protest the national energy policy. We could periodically withhold permits to ship crude from Edmonton to Burnaby right now, that would massively increase um, gas prices in the lower mainland and I think would get their attention. I'm not suggesting we start with that, uh, but the Premier has, has, has finally agreed to accept at least one of our suggestions, which is uh, looking at uh, this, this question of, of wine sales. And Jason Kenney says if this was a boxing match, Alberta would have the stronger punching power. Everything that, that comes through West Coast ports or BC produces and sells to the rest of the country passes through Alberta. Their treasury is uh, gains huge revenues from the natural gas that passes uh, through Alberta. Um, and uh, But look, I, let me be clear about this, Ryan. I'm not for trade wars, and I don't think the Premier is either, but BC started a trade war, and we, we can't, our response can't 
be passivity. We can't just sit there and surrender. They need to understand that if they violate the Constitution, which says that Canada is an economic union without trade barriers, if they violate the law, which is, gives federal, the federal government exclusive jurisdiction over the regulation of interprovincial pipelines, um, and if they attack our single largest export product, there will be a serious response. They need to understand this. I'm glad the NDPs finally uh, agreed with us in making that point. So, what do you want the Prime Minister to do about this one? You know, do you want them to get the both sides together at a table and talk about it? Do you just want them to say, no, boom, this is what's going to be done? Which I think a lot of people Well, that's want. how I feel, because it's this like, has already been settled. It's, exactly. Um, but the, pre- or the Premier, the Prime Minister was asked about it today um, and about how he was planning on handling this and his comments on, on what transpired yesterday. Obviously, we're going to continue to make sure that we're standing up for the national interest. Canadians know that the environment and the economy need to go together, and uh, that's why we've moved forward on three things that go together. Getting our resources to uh, new markets safely and securely through uh, uh, responsible means. Investing uh, in world-class oceans protection plan to protect the BC coast uh, and other coasts, and uh, making sure we have a national price on carbon that's going to reduce uh, our emissions. Those three things are part of an approach uh, that go together, and we need to do all three of them together. We're going to continue to make sure that uh, above uh, the the. disagreements and real differences of approach that different provinces take. Uh, we stand up for the federal government's role and responsibility, which includes responsibility over the uh, over the provinces. Uh, we're continuing to discuss and engage with the BC government, with uh, the Alberta government. We're making sure that we come to the right place that's in the national interest. Uh, we're going to continue to engage uh, with the premiers on a regular, uh, regular basis. Going to continue to engage, going to continue to talk, but just no real definitive... I'm not happy you with know, that put the answer, hammer down. frankly. No, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of just circling around it's, the issue. It's a lot of uh, political speak, and quite frankly, if we weren't talking about pipelines and wine, if we were talking about transfer payments instead, if we were to say that Alberta is going to stop mm. uh, sending transfer payments, uh, now that's not exactly how transfer payments that's work, right. but if it was, because they're collected by the federal government on behalf of all Canadians, including Albertans, but if we were to in some way interfere with the federal government's ability to do business, uh, even in the smallest of ways, I'm sure we'd have resolution right away. Uh, BC Premier Horgan is expected to speak about uh, this latest move sometime today. We'll keep you updated on it. Speaking of topics that are on the, uh, by the water coolers of every office uh, and warehouse in the yeah. province, but perhaps in the country and maybe even around the world, was uh, people kind a joke or not a joke? Yeah. Uh, even the NHL Situation Room, I think, reviewed the tape. You, you know what I mentioned to you uh, yesterday, that it's really weird that it didn't come up in conversation prior to yesterday because that town hall meeting was no. several days ago, right? Well, no, and then it got attention, like Fox News in oh. the States did a big segment Fox on it. Piers Morgan did yeah. a whole bunch on it. And the Prime Minister now saying, yeah, it was a joke. At, it was an attempt at humor that backfired. That's right. He says, uh, it's a little reminder to me that I shouldn't be making jokes even when I think they're funny. I've gone back now and watched Watch the, the entire thing. thing. Uh, not the whole town hall meeting, but the question. And I, uh, you can't see it. I mean, it, you have to get through the question first yeah, off because I just it just up, rambled on. Right. I just put up air quotes for the question because this uh, young, well, uh, young lady, well-spoken young lady stands, but she doesn't really ask a question. And she, she's sort of making a statement. 
And I, I know that my feeling as I listened to her was, hey, he can only take so many questions. He's only there for a certain amount of time. He's our prime minister. This may be an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yep. Ask your damn question, right? And at one point, the crowd kind of turns on her a little, and the prime minister asks them to be respectful, settle down, but does prod her to ask a question. Yep. Um, it took forever, and I, I see now where... To be honest with you, I think he was trying to lighten the situation a little bit. I think his yeah. his delivery was so deadpan. Well, well, his delivery on a couple of um, yeah. answers at the Edmonton Town Hall left uh, a lot to be desired. So he was on his way into the Liberal Caucus meeting this morning, and uh, he admitted his track record at telling jokes, quote, was a bad one, and his comment only made it worse. I uh, made a dumb joke a few days ago uh, that uh, seems to have gone a little viral uh, in the room on the people kind comment. Uh, it played well in the room and in context, out of context, it doesn't play so well, and uh, it's a little reminder to me that I, uh, I shouldn't be making, uh, uh, making, uh, making jokes even when I think they're funny. There you go. There you go. Uh, particularly, and I would say, not to, you know, I don't want to keep jumping on this, this guy, um, but he's our prime minister. Um, the joke was not delivered well. I think it was a joke. I honestly do. I think he was trying to lighten the move because she had, this woman had, like, absolutely put the whole thing into the into the tank. Uh, but I think not only was his delivery bad, but I think his subject, that subject was not one in which you want to joke because he's well known for uh, being an advocate to, for all mm -hmm. inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. So easily could have been misunderstood as being a serious statement, it, particularly, like I say, as the, the way he delivered it. I took it seriously. When I only heard the clip, just what he had yeah. said, I went, that's not a joke. It, it was only after I watched the whole thing this morning that I went, oh, okay. I, I listened to it all. I listened to the entire clip, and I listened to it. I just... Uh, I, I, yeah, again, I think he just went too... He went too far with it. And whether it was a joke... Mm. Uh, well... I mean, th what makes a joke oftentimes funny is to exaggerate the point, right? So he was exaggerating. I mean, we're, yeah, but when, when it's something that he's, you know, waving the flag for. Exactly. Well, I, I all mean, the time. Know, I, I, I'll take him at his word that yeah. it was a, a badly executed joke, and we'll we'll leave it at that. There's more important uh, fish to fry for sure. Yeah. So there you go. So that's kind of the latest on on that. And we mentioned that um, uh, the BC Premier is expected to speak this afternoon. We've just been told he's going to speak. I think he said at three o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll get you some tape on that. See what uh, Premier Horgan out of uh, BC has to say about what's uh, happening out there. You got to remember. I mean, he's he's new in this office as an NDP government being propped up by the Greens. He's going to say barely holding barely on Barely holding power. on. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, what do you call that, coalition uh, yeah. w with the Green Party. So um, I suspect that if he, if he wasn't digging his heels in right now, he m might not have a government. This needs so. to be, and you know what, honestly, Jalen, this is the reason you've just hit the nail on the head mm -hmm. as to why the Prime Minister has to act really quickly here, because the Premier of BC is going to find himself betwixt mm. a rock and a hard place. No win situation there. Right, he needs to keep the support of the Green Party in order to keep power, yeah. um, but he needs to adhere to what the federal government has already decided. I think this wine thing, to be honest with you, is just a, a small shot across the bow, yeah. uh, a warning shot, because there's bigger and uh, and more significant items that yeah. could be taken away, right? And I, th I think I, in this particular case, 
I again agree with what Premier Notley has done. Now, there has been talk about, you know, the the, um, the BC government just going to enter into consultations about possibly, you mm-hmm. know, this. And it's like, no, get, yeah. guess what? No, if anyone's got to spin deal. this, yeah, if anyone's got to spin it, it's got to be the BC uh, Premier. He's, mm-hmm. His office has to spin it into, no, what we meant was this, and um, put it behind them. Because it's going, that pipeline has to be built. It's going to be built. And and I know that well, local wine, uh, those who, uh, you know, part of their business is BC wine, mm-hmm. I know... Um, that they and I am sympathetic to the fact that it may affect their business in a in a more than a small way, but not getting that oil to tidewater will affect us all in a the big entire way. in the entire country. Right. I mean, we're talking Canada here. Exactly. This it needs to get built, and it needs to get built on schedule, on time, and it it we cannot just appease the BC people by suggesting that okay, well, let's talk about it for another year and and have a bunch of more committee meetings and hearing. That's all been done. That's all behind us. The, the Alberta government did it by the book. We got the approval, and it was a compromise, as you'll recall. There was a carbon tax compromise. There was no pipeline east, you know, through Quebec. That we compromised and compromised. What we were left with was this pipeline. So we're getting the damn pipeline. There. Maybe I should phone the premier, tell him how this is going down. The BC one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should call the. I think you should call the prime minister. Well, you I mean know, that's that's it more than anything. I uh, and I don't know what the BC the BC government does right now. Um, they're they're to, yeah. really really. Uh, what's the word? I know the word. I can't say that word. They're really between a rock and a yeah, hard well, place yeah. right now. They really are. Um, and especially given, like I say, if it was a majority government. Oh. No problem. No. Like they'll just, you know what? They just got elected. They got lots no, of time for people around, to forget. To do whatever. Yeah. No. And and the thing too is, and and I've talked to friends of mine in British Columbia, who are either unaware of this or don't care, <laughs> or who say, well, it's a necessary evil. I I feel like once again, it's a small, it's a minority of people <laughs> who don't want this pipeline built. It's going to create jobs in British Columbia. I mean, all of this has been talked about and put out there, and it was approved. Someone just texted me, Andrew Gross for Premier. I'm like, no, we don't. No. It's not here. It's not here that we're worried about. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of you uh, seem to be, but, yeah. I mean, that's not... This is... Uh, I, you know, listen, at any level of government, I'll tell you what I really want. You know, we talk about this all the time. The number one thing for me is waste of time and money when, uh. with government, right? And and any more looking into this is a waste of both those things. But you know the other thing I want from a politician, other than honesty... Uh, or to follow through on promises. I want action. This is a big deal. Well, and then that the, well that then goes back to the prime minister, and the prime yes. minister has to do more than just circling around the questions. You yeah. know, the reporter asked, "Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to do that?" And just kind of kept circling around. Get in there, and he said, you know, in Nanaimo uh, during the town hall there and the town hall here that they were committed to getting it built. Yep. Okay. Well, then, guess what. Dad, right? Guess what, Dad? You need to talk to the kids who yeah. are fighting, and uh, and, and shovel, put one of them in the ground. corner and get it done. Yeah, exactly. I, I and I understand that everybody has to get reelected, right? Uh, and you know, so Mr. Trudeau is going to soft sell this as best he can to British Columbia, and he'll find. But well, you know he what? Needs because he needs BC. He I, needs BC I as know, well. I know, but you know, it's like it's like losing a hockey game, and then the other team go, "Well, we didn't want to lose." Okay, well, we'll give you another goal on the score sheet. No, the game's <laughs> over. the The buzzer went off. The guys have taken their skates off. With that's the part we won. You can't. Uh, oh. 
And you know, this whole thing about when one government agrees to something, then another government comes in and changes it, that's my other fear, that if you drag this thing out beyond another election, mm-hmm. in either province or federally, we got all, we're starting from scratch again, and we're not doing it. It's 2.57 on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. We'll keep you updated on uh, the weather throughout the afternoon. Certainly, if you're traveling west and south, you're going to want to keep an eye on things, plus the traffic conditions right here in Edmonton. Eileen Bell has your 3 o'clock news up next. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.